This is a HeadGum Podcast. Dynamic banter. guys ready for this fucking shit right now you've got to tell us right now here we go motherfuckers it's christmas it's christmas in the caribbean Dancing get old. Ringo has too much to do. Did you see this? We talked about this George Harrison thing uh-huh. yesterday. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hi. We got some things to talk about here up top. Yes. Um, Let's look at this George Harrison news. For Today all you in, big in Beatles. Harrison <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Dynamic banter. Today in George Harrison news. <laughs> Wait, let me get my. We gotta, we gotta get one of these. Dale, Dale, Dale. Today in George Harrison news. <laughs> I feel like there would be a sitar in the George Harrison. Here's the deal: George Harrison's "My Sweet Lord" gets a new video with dozens of stars. <laughs> Dude. I saw this little 30-second video in my head so clearly. It's like just old pictures of George and then the text on the bottom and like the the pictures slowly moving. (laughs) George Harrison gets the... (laughs) George Harrison get uh, What is that? My Sweet Lord? Yeah. My Sweet Lord gets uh, a remake treatment. 2021 version. I guess the maybe the state is pressed for cash. <laughs> We're not supposed to inject our opinions in the shit. Who put that in the fucking script? Welcome to Dodo. Ooh, take a one. So I guess we're celebrating the 50th anniversary reissue of the uh, of George Harrison's solo album All Things Must Pass and you need a video and that's so important and I'll tell you Mike it being George Harrison's first solo album after the Beatles broke up yeah. was a pretty powerful thing yes um, but I'll tell you this whole sentence reeks of money what part of it decipher the hollywood part all right well let's 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 do a deep dive into what part of this feels greedy okay the celebration of george harrison's 50th anniversary reissue (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> We're celebrating the 50th anniversary reissue. Yeah. What does that mean? Let's well, find out what that means. Here's what's happening. There's, there's, they obviously reissued the album that came out 50 years ago. Right. I think so. I get that part. Is that what's what they're saying, or are they saying that it's the it's the 50th anniversary of reissuing it? <laughs> <laughs> It came out 60 years ago. They only made eight copies when it came <laughs> out. And they had to immediately uh, reissue because it was so popular. Look, let me say something here. And I and, and I don't think this is controversial. There's a noise in this song that I hate. Is there it, the it little is. Bzz. Yes, I hate that. Okay, let's get out of it. I'm sorry. You, let's get out of there. I don't want to I don't want to um, roadblock the, the bit. No, but I that's do okay. hate that sound. That's okay. We got, listen. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> no, man, look. This show is about our comfort first. <laughs> that's a great point. Uh, so I don't want you to be uncomfortable, Mike. Um, but we can put on this 1920s swing music. Because that's that. always fun. I love it. But uh, look, I, I here's what I'll say. Every time you hear that, there's a there's like an elephant stepping over a little fence. <laughs> how do you mic up an Let's hear it again. Elephant no, it's a cartoon. Fence. It's a cartoon. Yeah, but how do you get the? Uh, oh, how do you mic how do you get that, that sound? <laughs> right here. Here it is. Wait, where is it? It's like right off the top. Bam. All right, cue the elephant, boys. He's tip-tapping up to that fence. And this all has to be done live. There he goes. There's one. There's two. <laughs> you just set up little fences like a, mm-hmm. like hurdles. <laughs> yeah, because it's fun to watch. Yeah. But um, look, I, we'll just we'll put a lid on this George Harrison thing uh, pretty quickly so that we don't get too into the Beatles. Because I think we're going to we're gonna do an episode. I mean, we're going to do it. We're going to do an episode where we talk about the Beatles. The Beatles. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. I think that, um, you know, it's obviously timely because the documentary came out. Yes. And the documentary shows George being so defiant that you're kind of, if you watch the documentary, you're like, whatever happened to that guy? Yeah, what's up with that guy? <laughs> if you have watched it, because now you're like, everyone's talking about the Beatles right now because of that documentary, you will notice something's up with George. That was the working title of the documentary. Something's up with George. <laughs> Something's up with George. That's what something was something's about. Something's up with George. <laughs> something's up George's butt. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, George Harrison's great. And look, I'm all for celebrating all things must pass. Mm-hmm. But we should kind of. But it really feels motivated by money more than anything. Because I wonder if a person who wrote the album All Things Must Pass would celebrate the reissue of an album. <laughs> Just let it be what it was and what it is. George is always doing that thing where he's licking his lips to the front. <laughs> Moving his mustache and Please. Kind of licking his lips to the front. Please. And I like George because he talks out of the side of his tongue. But he's so... He's so gentle about it. He's so gentle. I've never really tried to do a George impression. Like it's we've got a Ringo. Like... 
Yeah. It's very I much. Like... Yeah, you're right, it is. He does kind of... And I'll do whatever you want me I to do. I don't know, boys. I guess it's we'll just do whatever you want, then. Hey, I'll go fuck myself, won't I, Paul? How about this, Paul? Why don't I put this fucking guitar up my arse? <laughs> he's only in. He's like, do you want me to play it like this? Or would you like... Would I rather... Let's take the strings this? off and let's shove it up. Why don't I play it like this? <laughs> he's taking his pants off. No, no, Paul. Bro, you watch me. Why don't I play like this? This <laughs> Watch me quack off. <laughs> George. But, uh, so, yeah, I guess we're, uh, and every publication is talking about it, so we've got the marketing machine going full blast on this thing. Yeah. But the cool thing is, is, like, a lot of my favorite comedians are involved in this. I guess they made... <laughs> A music video. They all have to have the same manager every comedian. I know, right? Or it's like UTA or something. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Because I was like, it's such a specific... Yeah, why these celebrities? There's some very funny comedians. Yeah. Agreed. Let's cut to a clip. Um, but, uh... Ooh, that's a nice little... Someone's tickling those ivories real nice and good over there. Who's that? My friend. <laughs> uh, so, um, it's just, it's a music video for My Sweet Lord, which uh -huh. is a great song. Yes. Love the song. Mm -hmm. Timeless. Truly a great song. Mm -hmm. I, it's funny because a lot of the songs on that album, All Things Must Pass, they sound like Beatles songs. Mm -hmm. And for a while, the Beatles solo albums all sound like Beatles songs. Yeah. I really liked a lot of the... Well, think about if you're an ex-Beatle, how much pressure and how much, like, all eyes on you. Like, right. you broke up the most famous band in the world. Like, everyone's gonna be watching your first solo album. Right, right. And, then and I, this I'm is what you broke up I, the Beatles for? I keep thinking about whatever Ringo did. <laughs> I no idea. Dude, should we talk... Just should we mention... I was a train conductor. <laughs> On joining Time Station. Dude, uh, we when we did our New York show at the Bell House, shout out one time! Please. Uh, this is a serious message. Um, we played, we requested that they play Ringo songs. Exclusively. Exclusively Ringo songs. Ringo playlist. And not many of you noticed, but we, Mike and I were laughing really hard about it backstage. Yeah. Because we were like, what kind of music do you want us to play? It's like, is there a Ringo specific? Can you just do Pandora? Ringo Pandora. <laughs> yeah. Just give us all of Ringo's solo shit. Yeah. And it was so awful. <laughs> but it's also just like, it's like fun daycare music. Yeah, exactly. Everybody it's like Starbucks loves... music. Yeah. Every time I get some coffee. But yeah, you're right. The pressure is on to make something that's like as good as and possibly better than Beatles music. Yeah. Also, you're if you're a Beatle, you're releasing it for the other Beatles. Exactly. What's this? Right. See, I told you you should have listened to me. But in the documentary, uh, Get Back on the Disney Plus, not sponsored, uh, we there's a moment where George is like suggesting these songs, like songs that ended up on his solo shit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and John's like, fuck you and these fucking songs, mate. I'm high out of me mind. Out of me mind. And out it still me doesn't mind, sound good. Mind. <laughs> Dude, I, 
I know you don't like I mean I don't know how specific you want to get. No, we could talk about even it. Even as a kid, I No, I like think you're song. right. I've never thought about it. Like I think it's like just one of those that's like what a whimsical Beatles song. Like George like, seems upset. We got to put one yeah. of his songs on there. But then there's that I mean you don't like that part? That's I like the coolest part. part of the song. I feel like it's filler. I feel like it was there to finish a song that because when George brings it up in the documentary, it's just the first part. And it's right. very like it's, it's nice. a waltz and it's it's fine. It's just boring. There's a version of that song that's like <clears throat> as epic as like something and like while my guitar gently weeps. I that's feel an opinion. Like. It is an opinion. It's a hot take. <laughs> uh, I think that's just a take. <laughs> it's a just it's a take. But I think Beatles fans would find it pretty hot. Sure. Because that song is probably polarizing because it feels like it would be. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, man. It is a weird song, and it's not a good, great Beatles song. It's fine. It's not even my least favorite Beatles song. I just don't love it very it much. It feels like, because you watch them making songs from scratch in mm-hmm. this documentary, it sounds like, because uh, at one point, like one of them will suggest, like, here's a song I was working on last night, and it's like a hit fucking song. And they're just like, here's what I got. And then John will be like, well, let me add this fucking thing in. And then he adds, like, some whatever. And it feels to me like that's what happened to I, Me, Mine. It mm-hmm. was like, here's what I got. And then George is like, well, let's throw in this fucking screaming I, Me, Me, Mine part. I think it was the opposite. You think it was the opposite? Because George, you didn't finish the documentary. I didn't, yeah. So he just comes with the waltz part. And then you don't even see it get finished, but you know that at some point Paul was like, and then it goes like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoever it was, someone was like, we need to throw in some screaming in there because yeah. I think it's not a fun song. Yeah. Paul was good at screaming. Paul was good at screaming. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the, really quickly, they made a video for fucking My Sweet Lord. Uh, and it's so good. And if you don't know that song, you're a dumbass. Listen to it. <laughs> Sorry, it's true. This is a serious message. But you've heard it before, so that shouldn't offend anybody. Yeah. But, um... Is this music going to play in the background the whole time? The whole episode. I don't like that. Uh, just while we talk about this. Oh. And then, and, uh, there's a bunch of comedians in it. It kind of feels weird. Yeah. The whole thing feels kind of weird to me. It's It's kind of like, why was this... Why... Why is this... It felt to me like... And look, maybe this is just my cynicism for knowing kind of a lot of things about this industry that, mm-hmm. like, feels gross and weird. But to me, the whole fucking thing feels like whoever owns All Things Must Pass, George Harrison's shit, his catalog, whether it's, like, Sony or whatever, was, like... Michael Jackson. They, there was a meeting, like, <laughs> three years ago. Uh-huh. And they were like... Disney's putting out a fucking Peter Jackson documentary about the Beatles, and mm-hmm. they're going to fucking make bank off of their new subscriptions and shit. Yeah. What are we doing, guys? We got all of George Harrison's fucking music. What are we doing? Well, Did- the 50th anniversary of this thing's coming up. Fuck yeah, what do we got? Yeah. And then some guy with, like, the biggest glasses you've <laughs> ever seen in your life in the corner of the room. Is, glasses helmet. Glasses helmet is like... We get like a really hip comedian director <laughs> to get all these comedians and just like look cool. <laughs> That's why we pay you, dude. Fuck yeah! 
fuck deliver a fucking Tesla to his family. <laughs> Every single Everybody. one. Everybody. Well, it's first of all, if we're being if we're being honest, if I was asked to do that, I'd do it in a second. Of course. Be in that of thing. Of course. And it got a bunch of comedians Listen, paid, I bet, and worked. Yeah, we're all part of the ecosystem, man. Uh-huh. Like we are even inadvertently part of the ecosystem. This is Ringo's video. This is Ringo. <laughs> Ringo is funding Dynamic Banter from the start. This is a serious message. I'm warning you. Tell me how much it takes. I don't care how Ringo. much it takes. This was Ringo's five-year plan. <laughs> Dy- the slow reveal of dynamic banter. Um, but, man, that's so funny. I get it, but you know, but like, yeah, 50 it just, years... That's what just this feels like to me. Uh-huh. That's it. Like, it feels like this is all a reaction to get back. Uh-huh. And they're like, let's just put out a fucking thing. We'll sell some more records. Mm-hmm. We'll sell some more All Things Must Pass. People will buy this fucking 50th anniversary box set of the fucking thing. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it feels like everything is motivated by a marketing. Like, what? how do we utilize this property we own that we could get money for? Mm-hmm. And how do we jump on the train of another company doing, like, a big Beatles thing? I feel like we're going to see a bunch of Beatles shit just popping up for the next yeah. couple of months. That's what happens every couple years with like the everything Beatles become a band again right right but they would have re-released that for 50 years anyway because 50 years is a big thing to me it feels <laughs> like that's all part of like a big like marketing plan like you know there's like a team that is handling the Beatles mm-hmm. and how to like keep them like relevant and how to keep them going through time and history and you know there's like plans where they're like every anniversary we'll put out a new thing Mm -hmm. you know there's imagine all the shit they're working on man like way back in the day did we talk about this this is a true story guys stop me if you heard it can we pull it up ryan (laughs) there were there robert zemeckis (laughs) That's the guy who was in The Hangover. This is a serious right. message. <laughs> Zach Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis directed... Back- Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> Zach Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> Sometimes we get there together. Sometimes we get there. It's a workshop. We're in the lab all the time. Sometimes we're in the lab. We're just knocking shit out. We're throwing ropes in the lab. Dude, so, okay. Robert Zemeckis directed the uh, Back to the Future movies and Roger Rabbit and, like, Forrest Gump and a bunch of great shit. Uh, And he was working on a Yellow Submarine movie. Do you remember we talked about... Did we talk about this? I don't think so. Fuck, I can't... How can we have not talked about that in our Beatles episodes? Probably because we were just talking about the music and shit. So, anyway... Very quickly, they were working on a fucking Yellow Submarine movie, and if you dig deep into the dirt of the YouTubes, or the internet, you can even find, like, uh, animatics and stuff, and, like, concept art for mm-hmm. what it was going to look like. And it was literally just going to be kind of like a remake of Yellow Submarine, the mm-hmm. animated Yellow Submarine, but it was going to be 3D uh, motion capture like all of like Robert Zemeckis fucking fell into this like fucking motion capture world. It sucked his dick right into the 
It like I don't know what why, but he became obsessed with like weird uncanny valley motion capture shit. Like did you ever see Polar Express with no. Tom Hanks? No, but I know what it is. Okay. Have you seen any of it? Like even like a clip? Probably. It's just weird looking and mm-hmm. I understand that it's timeless and a lot of people love it and it's a wonderful story. Uh, but it looks weird and scary, yeah. and everyone's got dead eyes, and it was like just before. That's the thing I, I think makes it not timeless. Like, claymation is scary. timeless because it's just, like, little creatures and whatever. But if something looks like bad animation, that's like a technology mm-hmm. thing where you immediately look at that and be like, 2001. Right I think on. there was an inspired design mm-hmm. that came from Rankin-Bass, rest in peace, they might both be dead or one of them is dead. I'm sure they're both dead. We're not going to look it up, though. So I'm just going to say rest in peace, even if they're alive. They're not alive. But Rankin Bass did all of those claymation, Rudolph, and fucking... Uh, heat Miser. Yeah, Heat Miser. All that shit, dude. Uh-huh. And you that's timeless, beautiful, wonderful shit because yeah. those guys, like their design was inspired and wonderful and creative and like, I don't know, man. And then the CGI and guys are like, we can make them look like people even though we already have people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Robert Zemeckis got obsessed with it and it works in the video game world. Mm-hmm. Because you're not expecting reality in a video game. And you're controlling it. You're controlling it. It's very not real life. Mm -hmm. But when you go to a movie, you kind of either want to see some kind of representation of real life or you want to be thrown into a fantastical world where they're like, here's our rules and here's what everybody looks like. And you just have to accept it the Mm -hmm. whole time. And if it's ugly and weird, which by the way... One day people will look back on these movies and go like, they might look ugly and weird, but they like paved the way for like the better stuff. Sure. And there's, you got to start somewhere. It has right? to be a thing. Like what you've seen toy story. <sighs> toy story before Christmas. The toy story. <laughs> yeah. I've seen toy story. Like when was the last time you watched it? Like I, I, I couldn't even tell you either. Like mm-hmm. decades probably. Sure. But, uh, it looks like when you see clips from it, you're like, man, that looks bad. That yeah. just doesn't look good. Because now Pixar shit looks like fucking gummy shit. You could pull right out of the screen and just eat it. And it's so sweet and candy and like everything looks so like good now. But you see where things started. Like my my best example of it is The Simpsons. If you go to season one, episode one of The Simpsons, mm-hmm. and then you go to the latest one, it's like yeah, mind-blowing how the quality just is crazy now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, that, you know, movies like that <laughs> pave the way for it. So, you know, yeah. whatever. We'll appreciate it for what it is. But it's creepy and scary, and they look soulless and dead-eyed, and it scares me. And I have nightmares after I see it. <laughs> so, but, but so Robert Zemeckis was making a motion capture yellow submarine. And that looked bonkers. And it would have been scary and gross, probably, <laughs> like all the other fucking motion capture movies like that. Uh, Dude, there was a Christmas Carol where Jim Carrey was Scrooge. Do you remember that? You're, there's no way you remember this. No. But it was creepy CGI, like, Uncanny Valley Robert Zemeckis shit. Okay. And it just, it, it got buried because like you don't even remember it no because it's just like it was weird and gross and 
made you feel weird. And I and I feel like that is the reason why we never saw the Yellow Submarine. Uh, yeah, you don't want Christmas motion movies capture to make you feel. No, weird. you want to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you don't need much, dude. No, that Hallmark, the building down the street in Studio City, where they make all the Hallmark movies. They kind of nailed it. Even if the movies aren't great, you don't need much to make a good Christmas movie. No. There's like four Christmas movies you can make. <laughs> Someone is far away for Christmas. And they, are they going to get home on time? Someone falls in love on Christmas. And are they going to get home on time? Everyone has to be far from home. <laughs> Everyone's stuck at the airport in a Christmas movie. Are they a dog? And are they going to get home on time? <laughs> Are they gonna get home one bound? Is so and how about this? How about this Christmas plot line, which is very fun? The one that's like <laughs> I'm bringing my boyfriend to Christmas <laughs> and this is gonna be crazy because my dad is a bulldog. <laughs> Know the old trope? Yeah, How he's about cleaning his gun when he when he comes in the door. <laughs> my boy, fuck you. Your dad's not gonna shoot anybody. My new boyfriend's gonna be nervous at my bulldog dad. Uh, the whole movie, my dad's gonna be staring him down. Here's the other Christmas movie. The kid really wants a thing. Oh, he wants it so bad. And you know what? He's been a good boy, so he's gonna get it in the end. He's been great. He's gonna get it. But there's, but they're all sold out. They're all sold out. So dad either has to go on a really sad Christmas adventure dad or to, a really funny has, one. Dad has to completely shamelessly. Uh, deconstruct who he is as a person. Do you think this sound happens? <laughs> More or less. More or less. What about this one? <laughs> Do you think when these... <laughs> that happens in the trailer. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> a couple of times. Present fall on head. <laughs> Do you think he's in the store and he's trying to get the toy and someone bonks him on the head with a TV? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, or he reaches for the toy and accidentally touches a woman's butt, and she turns around and hits him with a purse. And then it goes like this. It goes, that's the hug on the butt, and then, and then he goes, and he runs to urgent care. He runs into prison because he can't do that. Uh, but man, I do love a good shitty Christmas movie, and uh, you know, whatever, man. They're made for a specific group Dude, of people, though. I not to, not to say that's bad. Tell me if this already exists, because you know more movies than me. Let's do a Hallmark movie, okay? Where it's just a very typical kid wants something, boyfriend and girlfriend got to get home for Christmas, <laughs> and it's very much about honking butts <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, right? What do you mean? About three quarters of the way through the... It's just very normal. It's like any other Christmas movie for 75% of it. Okay, great. When we're entering the third act, as Mm -hmm. it were, Jesus comes back. (laughs) (laughs) He returns to Earth. Whoa, that's is, And then it's like Cloverfield. Because nothing else that anyone was doing... Matters. Dude, I love this so much. <laughs> I see the scene already. It's like the couple is like... They, so the third act is when everyone comes back together. In the second act, you have a conflict. Yeah, and then there's and, that, that part later on where it's like the the extra hurdle. It's like, how are they yeah, ever... That's what gonna, I'm saying. Like, yeah. So this is what happens. 
they <laughs> this is great so it's, it's uh they the couple gets into a fight this holiday season why don't you come to sizzler we've got little hats santa hats we put on those lobsters Take a hat off a thing before you eat what it. You, what you, hey, hats off to you when you come to Red Lobster this Christmas. And hats on to us. And hats on the lobsters before we kill them and give them to you. And we'll even put little hats on the fishes if you want. We're doing a special uh, kind of rebrand with Little Caesars called Little Lobsters. We're going to have to just be transparent here for legal sake. We purchased way too many tiny Santa hats. And what we thought we were doing was buying regular size hats for all of our employees. And we were going to send those to all of our Red Lobster employees as a thank you for all the hard work they've done. Yes, we were gifting them a Santa hat as a thank you for all the hard work they've done. And we accidentally bought millions of tiny hats. Come get your order taken by a server who has a tiny Santa hat on each finger. <laughs> and he waves goodbye to your baby. <laughs> and he wiggles a dead lobster with a Santa hat on it in the other hand. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, man. Under the sea. <laughs> okay, here's what happens. The couple gets into an argument. We got. We gotta skip this song. Is there just twelve hours? The couple. Of bell? Go ahead. The couple gets absolutely there is. There's 12 hours of crazy shit (laughs) on the internet. I bet we could find 12 hours of screaming. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the holiday. That's the Halloween countdown. (laughs) CW's 12 hours of screaming. Dude, did you watch that video I sent you of the snowman coming out of the ground? No. All right, I'm going to have to show you on the show. Also, we have a new segment uh, that I want to test out a little bit later. Where are we at on the time code? Be naughty or not be nice. Uh, (laughs) Almost 30. Dude, we should do that. Let's put a call out to the audience right now. It is right now. Right in your – right down – and uh, email us. <laughs> write, write an email to us down and with how you've been this year. And we will tell you if you're nice if or you, be yes. naughty. Right. And or you can say, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Like, are you how do you, do you feel like you deserve uh, to be nice and not naughty this year? Yeah. And, and if, you got to be honest. Yeah. And you have to be you have to really have good self-awareness. What's something you did this year that thinks qual- that you think qualifies you for for nice and yes. not naughty? And then we'll call it being naughty or being or not be nice. nice. <laughs> be nice or not be nice and be naughty. <laughs> Okay, back to this movie. (laughs) So, the couple is gets into an argument, Uh you know, because the whole movie is about this couple joining together again for Christmas. Yeah, and they finally join together, and it's great. Beautiful. Some kind of conflict happens. They're angry at each other. That's the second act. In the third act is where you want to resolve all of that. So. The guy goes to his best friend, and he's like, here's where I'm at, man. And the guy goes, you got to go tell her that you love her, man. And obviously, this is a person of color, right? Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> because they can't, they're not in the whole I movie. haven't pictured a white person yet. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. And that's what we do here on Dynamic Banter. We don't picture. We never picture we white never people. We never picture white people. 
ever. In fact, when we're ever talking about anybody that isn't someone specific, you can consider us talking about a person Even of color. Even when we're talking about the Beatles. Absolutely. <laughs> we're talking about people of color. Oh, uh, but uh, so his friend is like, you got to go tell her you love her, man. It's Christmas. <laughs> and this is the woman you love. And you guys were friends ever since I remember you guys being friends. Because I'm the third guy that I would hang out with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then it flashes back and they're like he's on all these dates and he's just like there laughing and shit he catches the rice cream before it <laughs> he's like taking their picture while they're kissing <laughs> he's so happy for him you yeah, know yeah yeah and he's like you're right man i gotta go tell her i love her and he goes to her house um, and it's the big moment when they're gonna reconcile and she opens the door and she goes oh you're here or whatever or like yeah what do you want and he goes look i came here to and then all of a sudden there's this earthquake and there's like, they're like what the fuck holy shit yeah, the cgi they're holding sky. onto the door yeah and all like of a sudden, nothing you've ever yeah, the seen sky before. goes like super bright maybe Beautiful. like what the fuck and then you hear these trumpets <laughs> and they're like what the fuck and they're freaking out and then all of a sudden this like giant face just comes <laughs> from the clouds and it's just got this real normal face and the clouds are kind of coming around it. and it's like a normal face but it's also like really comforting yeah. <laughs> everyone's like whoa and then they run inside and they turn on the tv and they're like it's like nothing we've ever seen before eyewitnesses say they're seeing a face in the sky and then like they keep changing the channels and they're like what the fuck's going on and then all of a sudden all these like fucking meteors just start coming through the house in their window <laughs> just like a real normal face <laughs> the curtains just uh... <laughs> he just comes he morphs through the wall and he goes through the <laughs> I think it should be kind of like a big it's like scary big scary disaster because movie. no one's human beings can't yeah. possibly yeah you know right and then they're like eyewitnesses are confirming that maybe what we're seeing is Jesus Christ mm -hmm. <laughs> and everyone's like what yeah and obviously, he's a person of color. <laughs> well, he was. I think it should be... Israel. Um, <laughs> I think it should be Craig Robinson. Just <laughs> <laughs> normal Craig Robinson face. Just like coming through the clouds, yeah. <laughs> no, it would be... Uh... <laughs> uh, Morgan Freeman? Maybe. He's played God before. Mm -hmm. In uh, God Almighty. What if it was a CG recreation <laughs> <Tom> of <laughs> <laughs> with the bullets? Honestly, stuff. Tom Hanks would be really good. Well, he's good at whatever. But I was thinking more like a CG recreation of uh, of um, George Burns. George. The guy, oh, or, or who's yeah George yeah, yeah <laughs> the yeah. guy from with the glasses yeah. from Oh God. Wow. Wow. Good <laughs> good pull, Steve. Thanks, man. I was just thinking about him because I was thinking, who else has played God? Mm -hmm. Alanis Morissette played God. That could be fun. That's kind of, and she has that outer worldly, you can't listen right. to her talk type thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think there should be a battle between Jesus and the devil. Joan that Osborne. happens in the third act. <laughs> Joan Osborne wins. I fucking told you guys. <laughs> Joan Osborne shows up on a bus. Dude. And she's got <laughs> Dude. Oh. That's really funny. 
Fuck, man. Look, good movie. I think we can make a good movie, and I think... Do you like the idea of Jesus and the devil fighting? Or do you think that's too much? I don't think you need that. You're trying to make this kind of a simpler Christmas movie. That's like a, a six-hour long yeah, movie. Yeah, that's maybe too much. I'm looking at Jesus comes back, everyone freaks the fuck out like Cloverfield, and then it ends. Right. Oh, that's great. <laughs> because it's about... You wouldn't even know it's about <laughs> that. Dude, I love that because you... you all you see is that like, normal face kind of just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, it's so different from <laughs> every other scene of the movie. The, the rest of the movie is like, little kid wants a toy. The yeah. couple has to get home yeah. and back together and they're fighting. Yeah. And you're like, finally, all this is going to resolve. And then Jesus comes There's got to be like this big, like, like, yeah, weird sound. Like weird yeah. giant sound. Like imagine that sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the face is just coming through the clouds while you hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and the earth just should just be shaking like constantly. Yeah, like it, just, it doesn't there's stop. No, there's no there's no score. No. It's, it's uncomfortable. just screaming and like that sound. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's and there's just glass breaking and like it's like crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you kind like of like the ground could and be you opening don't even, and people could be falling in and yeah, stuff and like Yeah. And you don't even maybe you don't even follow the family no. for the rest of the movie. No, you it's never just see them about again. What's happening to the earth? No, yeah, you never <laughs> see them again. It just cuts around to other parts of the world and there's just foreign reporters and stuff yeah. and like And then they zoom into a church and the priest goes, "It's a living." <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Something goofy like that. And then <laughs> and then this happens. <laughs> dude i love it i love that it ends before there's any resolution no resolution the face just keeps coming and coming and you're like what right. is about to fucking happen and the there should be like wind blowing in its hair <laughs> while it's like coming through yeah it's like like unnatural like underwater yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 but the thing is like you've seen all the Christmas movies. You've, You've seen, seen them everything all. there is to see. Yeah. So you You've know what happens. This. You know the kid gets the thing. You know the couple's back yeah. together. You know the parents are happy because everyone's oh. home for Christmas. Yeah. So you know it was going to happen. Do you but th- what you forget about is that it's Jesus' birthday. Dude, and, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> dude, and you know what should happen throughout the whole movie? <laughs> the whole movie should be normal. Like a normal family Christmas movie, but every time they mention Christmas, someone has to be like, "It's Jesus' birthday." Like, you yeah, know, there has just, to be some. Someone's kind of... like, you even in the background, you see like "Happy Birthday, Jesus." Right. The mom has a "Keep the Christ in Christmas." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just subtle, but it's yeah. there. Yeah, uh, dude. You, like, here's the thing. Like, I would love nothing more than to do this. And release it into the world and not indicate the third act at all. Yeah. Like, advertise it and market it as a fucking Hallmark movie. (laughs) But anybody that would work on this with us outside of this room Uh would be like, you should not do that. Why? (laughs) Because they would say... For us, it would be like the word of mouth would create the cult status of that movie. So everybody knows what's going to happen anyway. Right. But but marketing people of today would tell you that you have to tell people there's at least a big surprise somewhere. And I would refuse it. And it would be against probably better marketing like 
moves mm-hmm. for something like this because it's kind of like a it's kind of a it's it's a conundrum. I'm playing devil's advocate right now. It's a conundrum. I still don't know what happens at the end of the Ghostbusters movie. You don't, yeah. So is that anything? Yeah, because Ghostbusters is like a built-in thing and like you're drawn in for more than just what could be the end of the movie. Sure. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like you still went to see it without knowing there was like a big surprise ending. And I still don't know the ending as far as like worrying about the big resolution (laughs) of the thing. I think there's enough of a crossover, whether you believe it or not, between (sighs) people that watch Hallmark Christmas movies uh-huh. and people that like movies like Cloverfield and like action <laughs> movies. Uh-huh. Okay. So I think that we could hit a niche. We could hit it and then it fly with it and have it have people just be like, I was watching this fucking movie with my family on Christmas. Uh-huh. My kids, my cousins, like we all sat around and watched this new movie. My priest. And the end of it absolutely terrified everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think people would still see it to see how it looks. Yeah, exactly. Because it would be so visually striking and different it from the rest of the so movie. It should look so strange. Yeah. It should look like something you've never seen before. Yeah. Pretty much. Everyone's naked at the end of the movie. Yeah. There's like all these like naked your, your dancing clothes melt off. people like all dancing and stuff. Yeah. There's like all this weird shit. Like, have you seen, we've talked about this, what <laughs> angels look like, biblical angels? No. You haven't seen it? So in the Bible, angels are described as like indescribable beings with like a bunch of eyes. Oh. And so there's memes of like what that might look like. And in fact, I think there even are like old drawings of representations of what they look like. Okay. But those should be what the angels look like. Yeah. There should just be a bunch of these crazy flying eyeball things <laughs> that you're just like, what the fuck? You haven't seen this shit? I got to show you this. No. This is what biblical angels look like. It's Why would they, cool. How would they know that? Well, apparently they say that it was like an inconceivable image, and then they would like they tra- came up with eyes. I guess, it's, yeah. It's in. I can't even begin to describe it. It's like eyes. It's like eyes. <laughs> holy bunch all- of holy open eyes. <laughs> open eyes. <laughs> Closed eyes. <laughs> kind of like opened eyes. Yeah, I gotta find this. Why isn't this here? How annoying is yeah, so here's one like, song? Here's like kind of what one looks like. That's the one without the bunch of eyes. But that was like a biblical representation. It's just a bunch of wings. Like all like in a weird pattern though. That like doesn't look like anything you've really ever seen before. It just looks like a magic voice. Yeah. But like imagine like a bunch of those like flying around in the sky. And Tight. Stuff. Tight It'd be pretty down. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, biblical angels scary. <laughs> Biblical angel, but make it scary. Anyway, I love it, Mike. Okay, let's do some ads. Okay. And then I want to introduce to you, Michael, a new segment on the show called, uh, I'm going to tease it. It's called Video History Road. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm going to adjust some stuff. You Go for it. I'm going to get these ads, ads started. All right. Uh, uh. Hey everybody, how you doing? Everybody doing great, enjoying the show so far? Uh, I uh, I am.
Don't be ridiculous. Guys, let's talk about our sponsors today. I want to thank HeadGum and all of the sponsors for being sponsors in the, <laughs> the industry and on this show. And we want to thank you guys for checking out our sponsors because it totally helps us out in uh, in the easiest way, I guess. Well, the easiest way is listening to the show. But if you want to help us out because you enjoy it, you can check out our sponsors like Stamps.com. Thank you, Stamps.com. Now, if you're looking for ways to skip the trip, And get out of going to that dang post office and dodge all that hectic holiday shopping traffic. Why don't you save time and money with Stamps.com? Because all of this is precious. We need our money. We need our time. It's just what we be part of our lives. George, George. Now, whether you're selling online or running an office or a side hustle, Stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress during the holidays because you skip the trip. Skip the trip. Skip the trip. That's right. You skip the trip. Run, don't walk. Run, don't walk. To your own house. <laughs> to your house, not the post office, because you can skip the trip. Guys, and here's the deal. With Stamps.com, you can access all of the post office and UPS shipping services that you need without taking that trip. Skip the trip. And you can get discounts that you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Don't be ridiculous. No, I, I'm telling the truth, Balky. That's what it is. So why don't you guys save time and money this holiday season? <laughs> you have less of a distance to go. <laughs> ran right to the computer to get, the, get to Stamps.com. And he was next to the computer. Uh, with Stamps.com, you just sign up with that promo code BANTER. That's right, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, guys. Free postage and a digital scale with no long-term commitments or contracts. It just helps you get those packages out there into the world cheaper than any dang post office can do. So why don't you just go to Stamps.com, you click the microphone at the top of the page, and you enter that code BANTER. Skip that trip, guys, and check out Stamps.com with that promo code BANTER. All right, thank you, Stamps.com. Skip the trip. Don't be... Skip the trip. Promo code BANTER. Peace. 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 Skip the trip. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace. 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 Peace and love. Peace. Peace. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Hey guys, let's talk about HelloFresh. Mmm, I can smell something cooking, and you know what it is? It's a great deal from your boys at DB, care of HelloFresh. Because with HelloFresh, you get fresh. 
pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep, and you can skip the trip to the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> Peace. Peace. That's right. And you can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, guys. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. And here's the deal, everybody. The holidays can be hectic. Bro, Steve turned into an old door for his <laughs> Little Kevin, I need to reach in and pull this information out. The holidays can be hectic, guys, but HelloFresh keeps things simple with recipes that cut back on meal prep and cleanup so you can spend less time in the kitchen and more quality time with friends and families. This is doesn't matter whose friends and families it is. That's right. Make it your own. This Christmas, make, this holiday season, make your own family. <laughs> Into the void he goes. Guys, let's talk about those. how those ingredients travel from, farm, from a farm to your door within a week. So you get the convenience without skimping on the quality, guys. And you skip that trip to the grocery store. And avoid those long holiday lines. You want to talk about saving time? Well, hello, fresh meals are ready in around 30 minutes or less. Plus, with their quick and easy meals, 20-minute recipes, or low-prep and easy cleanup options, you can get food on the table quicker so you can spend that holiday time with your loved ones. Now, I'll be honest with you guys. It has been a, a minute since I have gotten a HelloFresh meal delivery, and that's probably on me uh, for not uh, reaching out to get those codes and stuff. But every time I do it, it's easy and delicious and wonderful, and I enjoy it so much. And I'm a dummy for not taking advantage of Speaking of dummies, that. even if you're a dummy, you could follow these really easy instructions that they give you. They come with pictures. They tell you exactly how long everything will take. They give you these pre-packaged, pre-measured ingredients so you don't have to worry about buying too much or too little, wasting food. They give you exactly what you need. What you need. Now that's the sound of people running to their internet machines to go to HelloFresh.com slash Banter14 so that you can get these 14 free meals, guys. That's HelloFresh.com slash Banter14 with the code Banter14. That's two two things there, okay? Let's be, let's, okay? HelloFresh.com slash Banter14, done. Click send. And then when you're ready for those 14 free meals, you use that code Banter14. And you get three free gifts. What are they? <laughs> I don't know! was but you go to hellofresh.com slash banter 14 use that code banter 14 for those 14 free meals and three free gifts Ooh, three gifts from hello fresh so guys check it out thank you so much to hello fresh hello fresh fresh Thank you, hello, friends. Guys, we talk quite a bit about mental health and mental health awareness here, and so with BetterHelp, 
we uh, we stand behind this option for getting the help that you need to have a happy and healthy life because everyone deserves happiness everyone should feel happiness and look it's i'm not i'm gonna be honest with you guys happiness is a feeling that is achievable but you know sometimes you don't always have that happiness and that's okay and luckily like all things that are good sometimes it takes a little work to get sometimes there, it takes it? a little work and luckily you're not alone with better help and i'll tell you why because it's not a crisis line better help it's not self-help better help it is professional counseling done securely online. All you do is you send a message to your counselor anytime. You're going to get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without ever having to sit in one of them uncomfortable waiting rooms. Uncomfortable room. Uncomfortable room. Uncomfortable room. Uncomfortable don't worry room. about that uncomfortable room. Don't have to be you don't have to be in the uncomfortable room. Uncomfortable room. No room. No room. No room. No room. No more. So guys, listen. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change your counselors even if you want if you want to do that and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available so guys listen if you want to find out what is in the way of your ultimate happiness better help is definitely an option to explore that and they're there to help you so guys why don't you start living a happier life today because as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash banter. You help us out. We help you out. Maybe it helps you out overall. And that's all we want for you guys is to be happy and healthy. So why don't you join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash banter. Uncomfortable couch. Uncomfortable couch. Uncomfortable couch. Uncomfortable room. You don't have to sit on uncomfortable couch. Uncomfortable couch. Uncomfortable couch. Uncomfortable couch. Uncomfortable couch. Like an unkempt couch. You don't have to sit on uncomfortable couch. All right, guys. Last but not least, let's talk about Podium, new sponsor to the show. Um, if you own a business, you know that there aren't enough hours in the day to waste playing phone tag. The list of customers you need to reach doesn't get any shorter, especially when business is booming. <laughs> That's why local businesses everywhere turn to Podium. Podium makes every interaction as easy as sending a text. So everything that makes your business great can get done faster. Does this speak to you? Does this appeal to you? Let me tell you, Podium isn't just a better way to communicate. It's a better way to do everything. You gather reviews, collecting payments, even marketing to your customers. Podium makes it all as easy as pressing send, guys. You won't just free up more time. You'll grow your business and you'll get more done. With Podium, you'll close deals with customers before the competition even has a chance to call them back. <laughs> Take that! So join more than 100,000 businesses that already use Podium to streamline their customer interactions. Get started for free at podium.com banter or sign up for a paid Podium account and get a free credit card reader. 
Restrictions apply. That's podium.com slash banter. Okay, Mike. Yes? I got something fun for you, buddy. Thanks to our sponsors, and thank you, our listeners, for checking out those sponsors. I'm saying it preemptively, but I hope you do it, because it certainly helps us out. It certainly helps us continue to live. It's an ecosystem. Whatever it is, you'll probably get some use out of it. We got a lot of cool sponsors on this show. Whatever it is, regardless of what it is. There's some use you can find in it. Someone will find some use for something we talk about on this couch. <laughs> okay. Michael, earlier today, mm-hmm. I made a Instagram post. Okay. So okay. I'm on board. Wow. Look at this. My mom called just before the show, and she said, loved hearing your voice and Mike. And she put a bunch of hearts in little Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. And then she put she, she sent me this picture of us and said... My favorite picture. Love you. I love her. I love her so much. Too sweet for this world. Yes. Yes, she is. She really is. I I want your mom and my dad to to have a conversation. I want them to have a podcast. Dude, I would love it. Let's have them host Dynamic Banter someday. But we'll just hold up both of our phones. (laughs) Yes, We'll be here, but... Okay, I don't know how this is going to work or uh-huh. if this is going to work. Okay. But earlier today, as I said, I made a, a little uh, post on the Dynamic Banter Instagram account. Ooh, we're hearing some fuzzles. Is there a noise for that? The prots? What do you mean? Like a sound effect? No, or do you, I mean, or is, there, I, is there a name for it? I know. Uh, yeah, d- uh, what's it called? Interference. Interference, yeah. Okay. Digital interference. The digital void. But I made this post. Hello, friends. I'm on my way to Mike's to record the show. And uh, we I thought it'd be fun to do a thing where you guys send us questions via here video, very short, and we answer them on the show. Let's see if this works. Okay? Yes. So... Let's see if it works. <laughs> it's getting loud. Oh, okay. 
Um, so we got one from Heather. That's not a surprise. Next. But she says, don't actually play this. LOL, I realized you wanted stories shaking my head. Why would she even... I didn't say stories, I said questions. Why would she respond if she didn't... She just instantly responds? I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it. Here it goes. Oops. Hang on, let's get that all in. Heather got her booster yesterday, so she might be... Drunk? Extra drunk. What's up? Can you ask Mike... uh, Can you ask Mike... What do you want to say to Joe Byron? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. Don't put this on the show. No. Especially because I look like this. No. Yeah. Don't. (laughs) Whatever you do, man. She throwing out some inside bits? No, you haven't seen that? What is it? Uh, They're just walking around New York. There's this guy walking around New York with a microphone and talks to this homeless guy. He goes, what would you want to say to Joe Byron right now? (laughs) I love you, baby. Invite me to the White House. (laughs) And then the other guy, he pulls up and goes, fuck your life. <laughs> and then the other guy goes, bing bong. Oh, that's where that comes from. Yeah. It's wow. great. Uh, it's really great. It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> we got so, we got something from Anna Valles. Uh-huh. What's up, players? Merry Christmas. Merry For Christmas. no reason whatsoever, what's your favorite coffee order? Mm. Oh, that's a fun one. I got to tell you before anything, Starbucks has really gone downhill with the peppermint latte. Really? Oh, something happened. I've just, I've gotten it three times from the same Starbucks and I'm not going to throw them under Alto booths, (laughs) but I will say it's been terrible three times. And when that shit first dropped, when Starbucks was first like pop Oh yeah. That was like special treat. I will travel far and wide to get that. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember people really made a big deal out of it. Yeah. But something happened, huh? They, they changed their form a lot? I have no idea. Do it's you... just bad. It's been bad three times in a row, so I can only surmise that something has happened. Wow. Or um, maybe, have you gotten, to, have you been to the same place? Do you get it at the same place? I try not to go to Starbucks in general because yeah. they're doing just fine. I try to go to Coffee Roaster in Sherman Oaks. Nice. Or, uh, Tortoni. Is also good, but Coffee Roaster is the—that's the mom and pop shop. I uh, yeah, I and guess I'll get like a vanilla latte with almond milk. That's mm. like a special treat if I want something sugary. That's nice. You put a little almond milk in there. Uh-huh. That's nice. And I like to get it half sweet because my tastes are changing as I get older, and sometimes it tastes like pure sugar, and I can't. That's have too that. much. Yeah. But I also don't like a dark coffee. And I wasn't normally, I wasn't always a coffee guy. Uh-huh. I just recently kind of started getting into it, which is so funny because going in early to all of these offices like SourceFed and Valley Folk and all that shit mm. for years and years and years, the, the ecosystem ran on coffee. Mm-hmm. That's, like, what, that's Dunkin' Donuts' uh, slogan. You run on the coffee. The ecosystem runs on coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so dark it's kind of dark yeah they're not doing dark it. roast uh but uh yeah and i just never liked it and then recently i just was like kind of fuck it about it because there's some really good coffee out there like have you ever been to les pains quotidiennes les pains les pains quotidiennes i don't know what you're i don't les know what that pain. is you've been to les pains Le Bon. 
I don't know what that is. There's this coffee shop called Lepan. Okay. It looks like if you were to read it in English, it looks like Lay Pain. Lee Pain. Little bit of pain. Little pain. Pipion. But it's kind of a fancier. There's one on Ventura going the opposite direction, that not towards the other shit. Okay. You know what I mean. Yes. I can't. I, I, I don't know. What is that? East? There's literally no way to find out. <laughs> oh, shit. My brain's... Thinking about directions. <laughs> Shivering. My brain's... It. I want to warm up my brain. You ever get like an itchy... You know how when there's an itch inside yeah, your ear? Yeah, that fucking noise at the beginning of the show was doing it. It gave you an itchy brain? I hated it. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, they so they had some like fucking real good coffee, and this place, Tartani, they make an orchata latte, which yes. I've been enjoying. But I like a I like a mocha kind of thing. Like it doesn't have to be overly sweet or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. like a mocha flavor or even like a hazelnut. Not I like you saying it doesn't have to be overly sweet, but I like chocolate in my coffee. Yeah, because sometimes you get but sometimes you can get a mocha flavored thing. Uh-huh. That's not sweet, but there's like a mocha flavor there. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like part of the beans or something. Sure. Inherently a sweet. Yeah, but you know, I don't like to go overly sweet like yeah, you, yeah, but yeah. I also don't like it super dark either. You don't so want to drink a candy. No, no, no. I'm not here to drink candy. <laughs> I came here to chew bubblegum and drink candy. And I'm all out and of I'm it. all out of names. I'm all out of bubbles. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, so here we go. This guy, uh, this guy sent a video. Let's see it. Okay. Hello, Mick. Hi. Hello, Steve. Good question. <clears throat> I know the pandemic was very difficult for all of us, but what is one or couple positive things that you managed to take out of it from the lockdown on to now? Peace and love. Hello, Hello, um, Great question. I'm just going to take screenshots of these and, and... Ryan, you can play. You could put those over if you want. I, we're not going to capture all the videos here, but um, what 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 is this question? It was what positives have did you take from the pandemic? Oh, interesting. Okay. Guilt-free breaks from stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Not to take that from you, but it's hard for me to. Really... Not the only person that experienced that. Right. But I've not really talked about that. No. And and. Uh, there is kind of like a, a, a general kind of like it feels like that statement, that sentiment is starting to become a little bit more accepted. Yes. Like there was this time in the zeitgeist, in the industry, whatever, that was all about work every single day of your fucking life and never take vacations. It's a capitalistic society. Right. And you'll be and you'll succeed. Yeah. Also, there is going too far in the other direction and people adopting totally. that without working totally. hard So that, you have yeah. to really fucking check yourself yes. and be self-aware. If you're looking to take breaks but you ain't done shit yet, yes. do some shit first. Right. Get tired and take a break. Yeah, because the bottom <laughs> line is is like you, nothing good will ever just come to you and stay there. And it's all here's, work. Here's what perpetuates the aside from like capitalism and stuff, which I know very little about. So you're not going to hear a rant on capitalism, but what keeps people working constantly is the fact that as soon as you decide not to work, whoever will hire someone who will do what you don't want to do. Oh yes. So that's what I think we talked about a long time ago that human beings used to sleep um, twice a day. <laughs> we used to sleep for eight hours, like twice a day. 
and uh, we we cut out the second sleep so we could work more to get ahead of like competition. Right, because you found that like when you when you worked a little bit harder, you found su success, or you or you yeah. you well, stood above not... others, or whatever. It is a capitalist yeah. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. ideology, I guess. But it's like um, you know. Uh, it's just what, what we what kind of society we live in, and mm -hmm. and and it is about finding that balance too, because yeah. like you said, like uh, you can't you can't just use the example of I'm working too hard to stop working for weeks and never work, and then just like become this like lump basically. Yeah. Like you've got like everything requires work, mm -hmm. everything good requires work. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so if you want to, uh, in, if you want to have time off or whatever, certainly do that. And it and, feels better. Time off feels better when you've worked. Right. Really but, but get back into it obviously. And just don't burn out. Just don't like, mm. if you feel yourself burning out, so, I mean, that's your, your body life. telling you to right. like calm the fuck down. Yeah. Listen to your body and take a little break. Yeah. It's hard to find a balance, but, uh, that the pandemic definitely was like, uh, you know, depending on where you live, it really put a stop sign in front of everyone or at least the slow down sign right and that was good and plus me and um just personally me and zoya have been like ships passing from the beginning of our relationship we both work really hard and we work kind of opposite hours and um we were together during the whole pandemic and and that was i'm very thankful for that time we yeah. talked about that at that's good stuff there. man it's yeah. good stuff you you don't really appreciate it until it's kind of gone a little bit mm. um which is why it's important to appreciate things in the moment too like yeah. and really kind of think about those things but but yeah pandemic really did teach us that it was okay to like kind of like take a little break mm -hmm. and use this as a way utilize that as a way to kind of like take care of yourself yeah. give yourself a little pandemic every weekend if you can just as a treat all right jack sends a video what does jack have to say hi mike and steve hi um my name is jack i'm from arkansas uh forgot what i was gonna ask but uh, <laughs> shout out to Derek. okay Dude, cool man, on, man. Fuck yeah, bro. you read the thing you read you literally you're, read do you have any questions you're answering <laughs> you're responding to a button to that, a, says questions. that says questions <laughs> and you forgot what you were gonna ask But sure, get a shout out to Derek in there. Yeah, yeah, sure. just one time. Okay, let's see what Dan Danilo Danilo has shout to out say. Shout out to Danilo. Hey guys, real quick. Thank you for your um, service. Just wanted to ask uh, when you guys come into uh, to Texas, San Antonio preferably, uh, but Austin's fine too. Maybe even Dallas, somewhere in Texas. Just asking when you guys. Right, <laughs> oh, we needed that second one. One more time. One more time. And for Texas, this one's for Texas. Um, uh, as soon as somebody books us there, dog. Yeah, I mean, it's. it's just, I think you guys should know this. Like, you should. Like, uh, we don't really get to choose. Not yet, anyway. Like, mm -hmm. I think there will be a time where we could be like, we want to go here, and we might be able to like throw our yeah. weight around. It depends for that. how it's set up. If we're going with the way that it was set up for. Um, Brooklyn and Boston, which is with the help of a management company, then they are kind of always putting feelers out. They could have feelers out right now for a spot in Texas, but we won't know about it until it's more of like a, until we get what is called a, a bid. 
Exactly. And they they want us there. So what we have to do, here's kind of the answer to that question. What we have to do is prove that we could sell out places where they put us first. And we did a great job in the first two. And as that continues, and as you guys come out and support um, all over the country, they will want us in more places. As simple as that. Thank you, Mike, for explaining that a little bit better. Than, Squarespace. Uh, okay, let's see. This is Maria. Let's see what Maria has to say. Matty. Matt. Hi. You know what? See, I think I have an answer to that. <laughs> well, I think there's an, an aspect of attention. Uh-huh. Equal parts attention and possibly frustration. I think that um, uh, yelling and screaming is also an expression of feeling inside. Mm -hmm. And children uh, don't quite have a grasp on all of those things. They're just figuring it out. And they're figuring it out. And I think that the loudness is something that they're unaware of. Or maybe they get away with it. Or they get away with it at their house. Yeah. Which is kind of like the second part of that two-part answer. Um, None of the kids you're watching um, get smacked. (laughs) Yeah, so don't be mad at those kids. Be mad at their parents for not smacking the hell out of them. Your parents' idle hands. No, don't hit kids, probably. No, don't do that. But uh, Or do that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a parent. Yeah, who knows? (laughs) Ooh, this is a lot. This is a lot. Are there a lot? In that one. Oh, they're getting skipped? It, like, broke my, it broke my thing. Uh-oh. Move to general. Okay, hold on. Fucking broke my thing. Okay, here we go. Oh, is Mike down to do the Ghostbusters in 4DX is what Lisa Elizabeth has asked. That's the one that you blow your hair around. Yeah, and it sprays water in your mouth. <laughs> Egon comes back from the dead and spits water and he in spits your water mouth. in your mouth. Was it spit? <laughs> the ghost of Egon spits water in your mouth. <laughs> what is this water? Okay, Nick Cool Nick Cool sends this question. Hey guys, huge fan since season one. I'm sorry about the lighting. Oh, I just we're in season shift. But my question for y'all is during your early days of getting to know each other, is there any kind of initial first impressions that y'all had? Um, of like, oh, this guy's really cool, or this guy's I don't a huge dork, and then y'all became best friends. Or did y'all have a moment like on Step Brothers where you're like Oh shit! Did we just become best friends? I, I can think of two right off the bat. Okay. Why wouldn't you want to know something like? Well, because I'm because uh, you know I because you have one and it's bad. No, no. I I was intimidated by you at first. Why? Because you kind of had an intimidating air about you because you have such confidence that initially seems like toughness. But, but more than... And then you find out that it is not. But no, you find out that it is <laughs> toughness, but uh, there's a soft, creamy uh, center to that. As, as there are the most good Sure, desserts. but some desserts take a little longer to get to that creamy I get it, part. I get what you're saying. And it took a little bit to find the creamy in you uh, initially, uh-huh. but I had to jack you off a few times. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got that cream. I had to rub you a certain amount of times to get to the cream. I had to have your cream. Um, I can think of two times. Okay. I think literally, and it's really serendipitous and weird that 
she would ask this question right after we said the last bit of jokes because the just the phrase what is this slime told me a lot about you and your awareness about the situation and i was like okay so this person gets it in the same way that i'm feeling yeah. it are we about to get slimed right now did we just become best friends yeah and that was kind of the soft one and then coming over and seeing the cloverfield monster in your house the actual <laughs> the real one sitting on your couch yeah going like what's up buddy no, he didn't pay like rent a, which was really shitty the that very detailed like cloverfield monster toy that collectible yeah and i was still under the impression that i was the only person who enjoyed that movie <laughs> at all. yeah so those are the two things that will always stick out i and also that universal trip was such a formative thing for us because oh, yeah. it was like you know we I wanted to be your friend because you were so fucking funny. And Megan Tonges was always like Mike Falzell, Mike Falzell, Mike Falzell. Mm. She like loved, loves you. Yes. And, and we love her and she's yeah, great. That's family. Basically. And she's totally. And so I was like, all right, well this guy must be fucking awesome then. Mm. And then like when we hung out at Universal, it was just like, it just proved that, that yeah. we were like pretty awesome. I remember it being uh, pretty effortless to hang out yes. and to laugh. Exactly. And that's always good because we were just talking about before we hit record how much effort it takes sometimes to be um, around people in, in the city who have With certain Different jobs. energy levels and shit. Right. Yeah. And everybody's different, but you are also yourself and you jive or you don't with certain types of personalities. And we just got along effortlessly and that's incredibly important and always nice um okay this next one is a lot from someone named rach rachel <laughs> the first time hey there dynamic banter boys uh two things first thing is that you guys were awesome in boston it was a pleasure awesome to in be boston. second row i don't remember my best you. friend jocelyn sorry um watching you guys <laughs> not to be mean or anything. make the best jokes um second thing maybe she didn't stick around um <laughs> I've been watching Dickinson on Apple TV recently. Uh, great show. Highly recommend. Uh, and there's a scene where Emily Dickinson and her sister, Lavernia, get blasted into the past in a gazebo and end up at Smith College talking with Sylvia Plath. My question to you guys is if you could go into any point in history to talk to mm, any significant historical figure... Who would it be, and what, where would you go? What would you do? Man, that's really cool. That's a cool question. I thought she was going to be like, if you could tell Sylvia Plath. I'm <laughs> like, uh, like, I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I don't know. Sylvia. For inspiring so many people. <laughs> Amen. Do you know where you'd go? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, uh, on the way back from our tour, when I was coming back home, I started watching uh, this Sesame Street documentary. I think it's called Street Gang. Okay. And it's about the formation of the children's television workshop. How all the Sesame Street characters met each other. How, how they all met each other. <laughs> and, uh, dude, that'd be a funny movie. Like Christopher Guest style. Yeah. That's kind of what the Muppets show was on NBC. There was like an Office style Muppets show that really? was kind of like Christopher Guest style. Uh. More like The Office, but uh, but I thought that was really funny. But um, it, it talked about how, and it, I highly recommend it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I loved everything I saw so far. But it was it basically talked about how there was this guy that worked at some network in the fucking 50s or something and was like 
all of our sh television is like rotting children away. Okay. Like it was literally like Bozo the Clown's like, eat this fucking cereal, you idiots! <laughs> and then and they'd be like, yeah. And then all the commercials were like, fucking eat this, and and it was just like garbage. Yeah. And nothing was being taught to anything. Like nothing was being used as like a teaching tool mm -hmm. for like educational purposes or for like preparing children for, you know, different things and right. life experiences Everything and stuff. Everything was just shoveling sugar. Just into shoveling kids. sugar and toys into people's faces and shit, uh -huh. which kind of continued for a while. But at least the children's television workshop was kind of started with the idea that we could educate children using television as a tool for education, mm -hmm. which is really awesome. And so of course all these really good people were like on board with that. And so this guy collected like all these like good hearted people from all these companies that were sick of the like corruption of teaching people of like not teaching and not using television as a teaching tool. Right. And then they were like, we need to get someone who's like maybe kind of funny to like help us out here. And they got Jim Henson, who was just doing like little TV commercials and was was doing like a like spots on other things. He was selling loose cigarettes to kids on yeah, the street. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, let's get this nice man. This is kind of funny. So they got Jim Henson involved, and then he was like doing Sesame Street, and he was doing all that shit. And what I had learned was was that. Sesame Street and the Muppet Show, all that stuff, they were like basically open casting for puppeteers and like people that just come use a puppet on the TV show. Uh -huh. And you had, and there was like, you didn't even need experience. They were just looking for puppeteers and stuff. Yeah. So if I could go back in time, I would go back to like, the times where you could like get a, a fucking get in the room with Jim Henson and show him if you're good with puppeteering and like improv or whatever. Uh -huh. And if he liked you, you basically became a part of his like Muppet family. So I would do that. I would cool. try to be a part of the Muppet family. And what I would, would you bring? Would you use one of their puppets or would you bring like a paper, like bag? a future puppet or a, <laughs> what if I brought like, a, <laughs> yeah. What if I brought McGruff? The like, <laughs> this is my character. His name is McGruff. This is, uh, I'm not around yet. I'm not around yet. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to scare you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. Shit, me. Did I bring COVID to the fifties? <laughs> oh shit! Oh, no. I should go. <laughs> How you guys oh, doing with uh, vaccine technology? Dude, has that movie ever happened? <laughs> Someone travels COVID. back in time and brings a future virus to the past, and that's what made that virus. It like mutated into a super virus in the future. Whoa! I think Twelve Monkeys is kind of that. Anyway. Forrest Gump, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they got it in real time. Do you remember that scene in Forrest Gump where they made him? Never mind. <laughs> I, I thought about it. He fucks a I dinosaur and then he fucks Jake. There was a timeline where I said it out loud You've and you weren't happy it. about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I chose not to go down that path. I, I think I saved somebody else. Okay, so what's your what's your? If you I would go to the scene and get back. Where. I would I would go where George is right before George quits for the first time, yeah. and I'd be like. I don't know you guys. I'm going to be arrested right now, probably. I, just, <laughs> before and, but before I go, before I go. Um, <laughs> you're, I would say, George, you're being kind of a bitch right now. <laughs> and I would say, Paul, look at George if you're talking to George. Don't look at John to talk to George. 
and then I would go away. Dude, that's so funny. Dude, you should turn that into a TikTok. You should just take a screenshot of them yeah, yeah, yeah. and just come in on the on green, the green screen, screen and go, okay, guys, I'm from the future. Before you arrest me, I'm not crazy. Paul, you're being an idiot. George, you're kind of a bitch. And yeah, and then go, Ringo, never change. <laughs> Ringo, hey, hey, buddy. Honestly, peace of love. Peace of love. I like that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you gave I called dibs on that. I called dibs on that. Okay. Let's do... Uh, let's that's do, funny. I'm going to do that that's today. Very, please do that. Oh, here's just a question from Lindsay. And... Michael was a man who came <laughs> from, from the, the future. <laughs> and he told me peace and love. <laughs> he told George to stop being little bitches. Uh, I'd go back to when they were all jacking off together and be like, what are you guys doing? Who's going to talk? Gotcha! I just wanted to know who came first. Lindsay says, what did six-year-old you ask Santa for for Christmas? Mine would have been Ninja Turtles everything. Six? Well, you know, my mom talks about how I loved Big Bird a lot. Is that is that what you wanted as a six-year-old? I'm going to have to go back and check Andre exactly the when this came out. Yeah. But I wanted this. Yeah. Uh, I was. These are like the Hasbro uh, wrestling figures that came out in the early 90s, late 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted all of these very much. So And so that's so funny that there it is right there. Well, my friend sent me a picture of it. And I was like, I wanted that so bad. I remember this this one day, um, my grandma used to take me to Toys R Us after she picked me up from detention. That's in nice. Grade school. And she would always be like, you can get one thing. And these used to be $5. Oh, that's nice. So we would go to Toys R Us, and then we would go to McDonald's. Oh, what a day. And that's why I learned that I was bad forever. Because you're like, I can be bad and still get cool shit. <laughs> I'm hanging out with grandma, dog. Because grandma always do- Grandma was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna give a give, I'm going to make you happy yeah this is my job yeah to make did. you happy so uh that's I wanted all those and i remember there was one day i had to choose between i couldn't get both because we you don't have a ton of money and i'm not greedy so she was like get one and i picked macho man over uh whoa. andre and i never saw that again whoa do you regret that because macho yeah. man was available forever yeah, yeah but yeah. andre like kind of disappeared a little yeah. bit well all of these things after hasbro like lost the license or whatever they all went away but um i remember having to choose between those two and there were some that were just always around like uh, there was one guy called IRS Irwin R. Scheister, and he was dressed up like a businessman. And we're like, no one gives a fuck. Right? Who wants just or a business? Just man? like one of the bushwhackers, but not both of them. <laughs> right? You want them together? Right? That that was their fault if they put them individually. Yeah. But it's kind of a money grab, isn't it? Marty Janetti figure. Um. Okay. And uh, this one is from C C C C C C. Okay. Chi chi c c c Sure. Where is that? It's gone now. Bing bong. Fuck your life. Here <laughs> Fuck it is. Fuck your life. C c c c c says. Hi, Mike and Steve. Oh, a bunny. I just wanted to know what is your favorite thing about each other. Aww. Huh. That's cute. Mary. And that's cute as fuck. So we get on a bunny's face. Let me see, let me get a picture of that. So let that's me. not a. I feel bad for the podcast audience at this moment. Yeah. 
this. Well, that's a Christmas fun cheer. What? And she says, History Question Road, love from CC, Small Honk Boy, and Taro, BB Girl. So there's this little bunny sitting on her lap with pretty a, cute. a Christmas hat on. Yeah. Think that bunny wants to be alive? <laughs> <laughs> Better in the house than in the wild. I guess that's somewhere. true. Being chased by a fox. Imagine or something. being able to defend yourself at all as a rabbit. Did you see that fucking video? The eagle like pulling it, like picking a fox up and like no. flying away with a fox. If you're Dude. a ground dwelling <laughs> rodent, you got no chance against Dude, an eagle. Dude, but a fox. That's a that's like a dog basically. Nah, foxes are like big cats. Like a larger cat. I think foxes they're canine. Like they're canine family, aren't they? I don't know. I just know they're small. Uh, but this one was like this one looked like a big fox. Like a car. And like the wind is like blowing the trees all crazy. Uh-huh. And this eagle's just got like this fox and its claws like on the ground. And then it like spreads out its giant fucking wings yeah. and goes <laughs> and then just takes off with the wind blowing all crazy. Uh-huh. Like as steady as a fucking plane taking off yeah. with this fucking dead fox like <laughs> hanging out of its town. Like it was, it's a crazy video. I'll send it to you. Cool. Um, what do we, she, she asked, what do we like the most about each other? Hmm. I guess I like your smile. That's nice. And your laugh. Same answer. I like your laugh a lot. Thanks, bud. It's a good laugh. Um, it's one of them good, like, fucking, uh, 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 what do you call those? When contagious sneezes? laughter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something unique that we haven't already said before. I like that you're, you're um... You're very easy to go back and forth with, and you, uh, I don't know, I, I, I always told you that we share, like, I laugh with you like I laugh with um, very select small group of my friends from home, maybe like one or two people. Yeah. And, uh, and whatever that, I don't know if I could put words to that, but that's a very special yeah. trait to have. Dude, exactly the same. Yeah. Like, I had friends that, like, we would joke the way we do when we would watch those like roasts and shit. I miss doing that with you because Glasses that's on. <laughs> dude. And you know there's tons of those. Yeah, yeah. And endless amounts of those and uh those remind me of those days where I, me and my friends would just be like flipping through the TV channels and just going like, oh, I'm going to eat this pizza. I'm going to eat this lettuce. Mm, yummy. And everyone would be like, that's funny. Because yeah. the guy on the TV is eating lettuce. <laughs> and then I would just be like, I'm, I'm lettuce guy. <laughs> and then we'd all love it and shit. And Dude, it, there was one was day that. where we were watching um, like old uh, <laughs> like fast food orientation videos. Oh, yeah. And I was losing it. Dude. <laughs> and that's a rabbit hole that's so fun to go down. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. That would be a good like bonus episode oh, or something. Dude, I'd love it. We mm-hmm. got to do something with those roasts, man. Yeah. There's some gold there. And look, maybe it's just for us and it's a fun thing we have. Or it's like a special thing. Yeah. Oh, I, we got asked a lot about the commentarium. Lately. It's not like we don't want to do it. Exactly. It's just, it's really about booking that guest, which is usually a big celebrity. Yes. And that's hard to do. Even here in Hollywood, where we live next to all the celebrities. Exactly. <laughs> They're tough to get something. But um, but we'll figure it out. And we'll, the holidays are coming up and all that shit. But um, Mike, you got any plugs and stuff? We should transition out of the show. Yeah, man. The next Surrounded Shows... 
Dude, so for the next three months, they gave me surrounded shows on the first Friday of the month. So the next one is, I believe, January 7th. And uh, there's an early show that starts at 7, doors at 7, and there's a late show at 9.45. And I'll put up the tickets for that before the show is out. Is that happening tonight? No, January. January, okay, got it. January 7th. Mm -hmm. Dude, I think the mayor, the king, might be able to make it. That's great news. Just for anybody listening... Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting to see the king, king of in, in, li- in. You don't normally really see him in general. <laughs> no, and he's been coming to these shows. He's been and... in court a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's on trial. Yeah, and a lot of the time, and he's got that bracelet that's <laughs> like, where he can't go. We have to bring a little piece of his house everywhere <laughs> <Yeah>. we go. <laughs> Why do you have your sofa here? Well, gotta keep my foot on his sofa. But yeah, that's a fun bit. But man, I I went to these shows and they're very fun. So if you're in L.A. Or if you see one of these traveling ones someday, yeah, uh, you definitely got to see it. It's a it's a fun thing. It's yeah. fun to watch the comedians like kind of struggle a little bit yeah. sometimes, yeah, because uh, it is kind of a squirmy format because they yeah. have to not do their material and it's just like kind of uh, improvised kind of like yeah. stand up. And then some people mm-hmm. get scared and do material yes. that everyone knows. Right? Oh, oh, <laughs> it's so obvious. <laughs> It's so obvious. Do you ever call them out on it afterwards? I used to like, I have a, uh, like a buzzer. Ah, sound. that's so funny. <laughs> dude, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, dude, so when we used this to do it. This kind of sounds like material. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is my good advice. Do you have the pumpkin loaf? But um, there's no way to know. Well, if, if I, sometimes it's if obvious. I book my friends, I know their joke. That's true. Good point. Oh shit! This camera just blew up. I hope that the that camera made an alarm sound. I hope that the footage saved. Listen, even if it didn't, I want to say Merry Christmas to you, Mike. Merry Christmas. I want to say Merry Christmas to the Lumix company and to Ryan Faroki wherever you are. <laughs> I know where you're not, <laughs> and I know where you're not because all the tripods are not broken. <laughs> Man, uh, if anybody um, wants to put in their application to help us film this show. Yeah. Any LA locals that aren't scary yeah. and smell okay? And we, we have to, you have to be vetted by everyone oh, we know. Oh, yeah. You have to fist fight Zoya. You've had to have worked with someone we know so that we can ask them if you're a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> you need to give us a doctor's note saying you're not a weirdo. You're not a weirdo. My 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 therapist says I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> it has a stamp on it. It's Honestly, official. what therapist is going to say, you're kind of a weirdo, and I don't think you should work anywhere. All of them, I think. Really? Every therapist would I be feel like... like it, I, I would... This is just my, like... This isn't how I really feel about uh-huh. therapy because I think it's very important and I love it and, and I think everybody should have a therapist or yeah. at least try mm-hmm. to have a therapist. Go see one. Uh, but, you know, to me it feels like when you're paying someone to, like, tell you things that you want to hear, it's harder to, ha- to like, be someone that's like, well, you're kind of – like, I – I don't think you're paying them to hear what you want. Well, to hear. like it's like a do- you don't pay a doctor to tell you what well, you totally, want. Well, to- totally, but the therapy world is is different uh-huh. because like you could go get a second opinion pretty easily from a doctor, uh-huh. but like to get a second opinion from like a therapist is a little bit of a more involved process. I well, think. they would have to know you for a long time, right? And so it's like hard to know if like, especially like. If you if you're if you've seen a therapist for a while, and because I've seen a therapist I've seen therapists before mm. where like 
they don't tell you you're doing anything wrong. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's like, why? I want to. I want someone to fucking tell me I'm doing wrong. Yeah. You know, huh. like, and I feel like it's because they're like trying not to like. They want you to be their client, so they kind of go like. They don't want you to be like, oh, I fix that and then I'm good. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> everything has its like racket and kind of like corrupt part, and then everything has its like good, and you just have to like work to find that and and uh, sure. And it has I a mean, good I don't balance. know if it's like as drastic as corruption, but you need to find somebody you're good for. Right, just whatever it is, dishonesty. I don't know what it sure, is, sure, but sure. Uh, but yeah, um, but. I don't know why we started talking about that. I wish we did. I wish we did, too. <laughs> but I do want to say, go see a therapist if you feel like a weirdo. And uh, if you want to come help us work on the show, we would love that. And, yeah, you know, I don't so know. you could do things like make sure that the cameras aren't running out of batteries. And don't explode. And so I don't have to get up during my nice conversation with my friend and restart a camera. Honestly, is that too much to ask for? I don't think it is. I don't think Not so. for Christmas. <laughs> work for us for Christmas. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I have nothing to plug. Just follow my socials. I do a lot of stuff on Instagram and things like that. I'm sure you know already if you're a fan of the show. And if not, check it out. And more fun things coming up. Fun merch stuff coming up. And thank you so much. Merry Christmas. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>